Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is cricket season, plenty of cricket happening in the men's game, but also plenty happening in the women's game as well. The Aussie side touched down yesterday after a, another successful tour of India, went down in the Test Series, but took out the white ball formats of it. Someone over there, or who was over there, covering it for Fox Cricket was a legend herself. She's a uh, Fox Cricket commentator, host of The Blast, and Australian cap number 135. Mel Jones, good afternoon and welcome. Hockey, thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm, I'm fabulous. I'm not so shocked to learn that you're in an airport once again. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind trip. So, yeah, landed back yesterday. Um, came back for Julia Price's birthday. Another oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, so heading back to Sydney now. The, uh, the Indian trip, another fantastic one for the Australian cricket team. For yourself, though, to get over there and experience the subcontinent once again, how was it, particularly over Christmas time? Uh, look, it, it's always an amazing place to go to. Um, Julie Price did the, the test series. We swapped over and I came over the white ball. Yeah. Uh, Christmas in India is always something a little different or something very special. It's the first time the Aussie girls have done it in quite some time. I've had two Christmases over there with the Australian team back in the day. Um, they always put on a wonderful show for, for people who are touring at the time because they know it's such a special time to be away from family and friends. But there was a wonderful cohort of uh, family, partners all over there. So it was a pretty special day for them. And no doubt when in situations like that, Mel, it, it brings the group closer together? Uh, yeah, it does. It's something really unique that, um, I'm not saying it's like winning a World Cup, but it's moments <laughs> you remember. I can't remember what I did, you know, the Christmas before, but something like when you're, when you're in India um, and you know it's just a little bit little bit different, um, you might have a, a little pani puri or something like that as the entree yeah. rather than the yeah. ham kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's always nice. The cricket from the Australian side, you know, across the board, Outstanding. Started tough though. Um, a really tough match in the uh, in the red ball, the Test match against um, against India, going down in that one. So much talk after it though that the women need to be playing more red ball cricket. I suppose the biggest question there is that how does Cricket Australia and and, and the ICC manage to schedule it? Yeah, look, and I think everyone probably needs to get on the same page with it to make it work well. Mm. Um, so at the moment, I think that's being driven more by um, England, India and Australia wanting yep. to play the sort of multi-format where you can put a, a test match in there. Um, New Zealand will never play a test match, which is, which is quite sad. They'll just stick to it to white ball. Mm. So the ICC at the moment is just putting it over into the hands of the country, individual countries and whether or not they, they want to play them. So thankfully at the moment, um, we've got, you know, the three biggest countries saying yes to that and it creates, you know, wonderful moments like the Aussie girls had to play at one Keddy Stadium, one of the iconic grounds in, in world cricket and four-day test, still pushed for five, but and we've got the one at the Wacker coming up as well against South Africa, who's, who's still pretty keen to, to play it as well. Um, and in the end, look, it was the first day was the, the bad day for yeah. Australia, um, and they were just sort of chasing their tails from then on. What about domestically, though, with Red Bull cricket, Mel? Obviously, Cricket Australia took that position a few years ago now to go all in on the shorter formats of the game, and we've seen mm-hmm. the incredible results that have come out of that 
with the Australian yeah. that, that in, the the tear they went on with the uh, the the record breaking number of wins in the one day international format and of course world champions in in both of the shorter formats of the game. But I, I suppose if we want to be playing red ball cricket successfully more, we need to do that domestically as well. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think there's sort of moves afoot at the moment to try and figure out how you can do that in and around the WBBL mm. and the WNCL. Um, and I think when, when you look at world domestic cricket, not as um, chaotic as the men, <laughs> thankfully, mm. but you've got the, the 100, um, the Women's Premier League, which starts in later in Feb over in India, and you've got the WBBL to ensure that we're getting the best cricketers going around these global tournaments. Um, I think tournaments are going to have to be probably a little bit shorter. And if the WBBL does squeeze down a few games and you've got a little bit more space in the calendar as well for, for domestic cricket. Um, and that might be the way in which they can sort of um, place some, some red balls and two, three-day cricket within the women's calendar. Well, I suppose the other thing it leads to as well is that you know, women, our women cricketers, our best women cricketers are being compensated and looked after and paid for better than they ever have, which is wonderful. But the more expectations for them to play cricket, we need to continue to look after them financially as well. Yeah, financially, um, personally as well, just yep. the whole mental health side of things yep. and personal well-being, all those pieces of the puzzle. I mean, we know that um, female athletes, full stop, not just our um, cricketers, yep. um, they get a lot of online abuse more than the men, all those sorts of things come into play. So you've got to, yeah, you can't just say, here's some more games and off, <laughs> and off you go. Um, yeah, so one, one's a financial piece, but two is just the, the backing and support in every facet of the game as well because as much as we say cricket's cricket which it is there is still a you know some major points of difference between the men's and the women's game and we just need to be mindful of that. Fair to say though that Cricket Australia and the, and the ACA have, have been at the forefront of of that for you know the last decade or, decade or so now which leads you to think that they will continue to do the right thing by the players. Oh 100% mm. I think the relationship between the two bodies is just getting stronger and stronger too, which is which is fantastic. So, And both organisations have the players at, at the forefront of their mind and, and the game as well. So there's that nice, you know, we want young girls and young boys to be sort of picking up a bat nice and early, enjoying it, but also saying, well, that's your sport of choice, whether it's to go through and play or, you know, be an administrator at a club or a coach or, or a volunteer and, and things like that. So it's not just about the pointy end. We've just got to make sure that, you know, you've got the, the game at heart at the forefront of all the decisions you're making, and I know you know Lisa Healy is one of the best at making sure of that as well. She'll she'll talk the Australian women's cricket team, but she also talks about just the passion of the game for everyone coming along. So I think we've got you know great leaders, Pat Cummins, Lisa Healy, sort of at the at the top of the tree, making sure that um, all those decisions are, are being put forward. Talking about Elisa Healy taking on the the captaincy full time for the first time in this in this tour. What did you make of her leadership? I suppose on and off the field throughout the series. Yeah, well, she actually got the um, uh, T20 Player of the Series award. Yep. And, you know, speaking to the people who adjudicated it, you sort of look at the numbers and you're thinking, hmm, that's interesting. But a lot of it was, they said, was based off her, her captaincy um, yeah. throughout that series. Um, and she, she herself said at the post-match, she said, I'm, I'm learning daily. And she said she's on a steep learning curve. Um, but you, you can see just tactically where she's learning. You can see her, just the way in which she conducts herself off the field. She's always been fantastic in the media anyway. She calls a spade a spade, which I think is fantastic. There's no fluff with, with Midge in her comments. Um, so you, you're exceptionally honest from that. And I think that translates to the conversation she has with the players. And when you, you see the Aussie 
girls walk out on the field, they are 100% behind her and all eyes on her and all those sorts of things. But I think it's it sort of reflected in the way in which they've they've played. It's sort of a transition phase at the moment. But you've got young guns like Litchfield and Sutherland stepping up, um, and Mitch gives them the space to do that day in day out. You mentioned about uh, about Midge in her role in the media. I think I messaged you earlier on in the summer, just commenting commenting on on how good she's been stepping into that role. It's um, nice to see some some of the the players stepping off the field and into that commentary role and providing their thoughts and opinions. I suppose while they're still playing. Yeah, no, 100%. More. Keep coming through. They yeah. can kick me out of the commentary box. No. Better, I reckon. No. <laughs> they're, um, no, they're, they're outstanding. I think it's nice that you can sort of get current players while they're still playing in the in the commentary box as well because they just give a completely different view on, on the game and, and how the game's sort of going and things like that, which is exactly what you want. You want sort of, you know, different points of view on, on things. She's a, she's a born natural in the mm. commentary box. Um, she'll be fantastic once she decides to... Um, hang up the boots and gloves and, and everything else and the captaincy and, and transition over if if she does want, want to do that. It's a happy and sad moment, I think, at the, the, earlier on in the summer with as we bid farewell to, to Meg Lanninger, an absolute giant of the women's game. And when someone like that walks away, you think, how on earth did we ever replace her? All of a sudden, we replacing her in the role in the in that side was uh, a young lady by the name of Phoebe Litchfield who's been around the game for a little while now despite her only being what, 21 years of age she was just outstanding unlucky in the uh, in the in the test match but outstanding in the white ball yeah a diamond duck in the test match being horrible uh, <laughs> severely burnt by that very yeah. that's all say it herself but yeah look she did not Miss a trick. Like, um, people can see sort of the run she scored, but it was the way in which she scored it. She mm. just came out and hit the middle of the bat, first ball, and took the game on right from the get go. She took two of the most outstanding catches in the field as well. Um, and she's the kind of player that you look at and you think, you must have been playing this game for seven years internationally. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, she's just had this breakout year in 2023 in, in both the T20s and, and the ODIs where you go, not to say, you know, who, Meg Lanning who, but it's, this is the, the beauty of the Australian women's cricket team. They, they keep producing all this young talent to come through that if something happens, if a retirement or an injury, they try not to, to miss a beat. And she's not on her own either. You know, there's the likes of Annabelle Sutherland as well. She was outstanding. Tali McGrath, who's still young herself. The, the stocks in this women's cricket, and, and on the back of what we said, that well, Cricket Australia and the ACA went all in on the on the shorter formats of the of the game and the WBBL and what, what's been done, the, the production line is well and truly there now. Yeah, it is. And they're getting experiences overseas, not just playing for Australia, but playing in, um, in the 100 over in England and yep. Women's Premier League in, in India. So getting experience across all different conditions, um, different formats, or, you know, underneath different coaches as well, English mm. coaches, Indian coaches. Um, and so that bank of experience, which has always probably been the, the point of difference between men's and the women's game, you could have an Australian cricketer, but, you know, the male cricketers played probably, you know, 200, 300 more games yeah. over their career in comparison. So now all of a sudden these banker games are coming coming through, So that um, which which just makes, like, like you said, you know, an opportunity for your Sutherlands and the like to come through and, and not miss a beat when they get into the Aussie team. I think I heard a stat during the series that um, when Elise Perry brought up her 300th game, she debuted... In test match cricket before Steve Smith did, Steve Smith's now had over 100 test matches. Yeah. Elise Perry's now got 
a mere handful. Hopefully that can mm-hmm. continue to change. But um, yeah, at least Perry, what a, what a wonderful achievement that is. The first Australian women's cricketer ever to bring up 300 international matches. Apart from building a statue of her and sticking out the front of the SCG, which no doubt is going to happen, what more can she do? Oh, look, I, I know we all commentators and media people throw around words, not superstar and all this sort of stuff, but she, she seriously is. Like, mm. It's just the fourth player, women's player to do it, but when you look at it, she is still a fast bowler. So for yeah. her to put her body through that, played soccer and football for Australia to start with, but yeah, just the, the physicality of, of that sort of longevity alone, um, so it was only 2020 when she first had a first serious injury when she pulled the hammy off the bone at the, yeah. at the World Cup here in Australia. And they've had a, a few injuries since then, but she's just meticulous in, in everything she does. Um, you know, I, I watched her warm up during the, the series in India and she did everything as if she was going to be, she never bowled, but she went through absolutely everything. Um, and she's just, she's just one of those super amazing role models that you would love every cricketer <laughs> to have a touch point with at some stage. And when you see her run out onto the field or, or move around the field, you could put any sporting uniform on her. She's just, she's just an out and out oh, athlete. She's an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Um, cricket's lucky to have her. That's, that's for sure. But yeah, you could put a tennis racket, a hockey stick. Um, yeah. I'm sure she could probably do a, a double backflip and a twist <laughs> off a diving board as well if you, <laughs> if you pushed her. And testament um, to her as well. She, she got, gracefully. yeah, she got, um, she was dropped from the Australian T20 side only a couple of years ago. So I suppose for many players at that point of their career, they might think, well, that's probably a chapter closed. But for her to continue to evolve her game to get herself back in, and now she's back at the top. Yep, um, 100%. Uh, she has evolved into Lee Perry 2.0. Yeah. And it is just it's something pretty stupid to watch. Um, when you, you know that you've probably got... X amount of time left within the game, um, and she just wasn't going to see it just peter out in any sense. She mm. changed it, and I think it's actually elevated the Aussie girls. So that one of the values that it had for a few years now is evolve. So she's yeah taken that value and, and completely run with it. Mel, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got to catch a flight. I'll leave that with you. <laughs> I really appreciate you jumping on this afternoon, and uh, can't wait to catch up with you soon. Absolute pleasure. Have a good one, Hawkins. Cheers.